Maybe midnight or midday Never early, never late He gon' stand by what he claimed Lived enough life to say I heard your heart, I see your pain Out in the dark, out in the rain Feel so alone, feel so afraid I heard you pray in Jesus' name It may be midnight or midday It's never early, never late He gon' stand by what he claimed I lived enough life to say Help is on the way Round in the corner Help is on the way Coming for you Help is on the way Yeah, yeah I lived enough life to say this is Pastor Latanyuel, affectionately known as Pastor Tan. I wanted to let you know that today in the United States, on the 24th, that Roe versus Wade was overturned. And I would like to say that it is a huge victory for us as the body of Christ. And I want to be able to let you know also to be prayerful and mindful because the enemy, he doesn't like when we win. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. The enemy does not like when we win. So please be mindful of everything you do. Pray before you go home. Pray uh, before you even get to work. I mean, even before you uh, brush your teeth, wash your face, just go into a state of prayer for our nation because a lot of different things are starting to come out. People are starting to reveal their character and it's their very nature that is coming out. So please pray for people, pray for your co-workers, your family members, you know, friends, pastors, pray for those people that are standing in a gap for you also. Let me say that one more time. Pray for the individuals that are able to help you and also pray for the ones that, you know, are the ones that are declared you their enemy. It has become more and more apparent that the enemy doesn't like what we're doing. So he's becoming a whole lot more bolder, a whole lot more out there just in the elements and plain view. So please make sure that you do pray over your yourself, your children, you know, your spouse, anyone that's in your family, but also pray for the members of your church. Pray for, as I said, the pastors, but also make sure you pray for the environment that you're going to be in, such as your office or, you know, if you're staying at home, even those types of elements can be can be a deprimant, can be something that can hinder your growth, stunt your growth. I mean, the enemy is out to play mind tricks and try to do, you know, spiritual warfare with you. Also mental warfare. So these are the things that we need to understand and, and know and also be mindful of what you look at, what you hear, what you see, you know, even what you put into your body. It is starting to become more and more apparent that God is soon to return. Jesus is soon to return. So I wanted to 
you know, just pause for a brief moment and let you know how I feel about everything. Because for me, I am a woman and I do have three girls. And this is something that people need to understand and know that to, you know, hinder what Satan has already tried to make mandated. It goes all the way back to them having to have a God named Mulak. And he would sacrifice to people would sacrifice to him, their children. So I'm grateful and thankful for God being able to come in and intercede on our behalf and to be able to start putting the standard up for us. But please be mindful and prayerful for our nation, because there is a lot of different things that we still have to be able to go against and speak up. And also at the same time, like I said, you see and God is mindful of what's going on and he's documenting everything. So I'm honestly, you know, pray and even pray for the ones that say they're your friends or your family members that go up against you when you're doing what God says do. Pray for them because they're going to need it in so many different ways and so many different aspects we have to be the bigger person, but also at the same time admit when we're wrong, but also know that God, when he comes and he corrects you, let it be made known that, you know, you have a certain type of way of being able to sit there and say, you know what? I thank you for the correction, God. Now I have to be able to start doing better, start understanding more and start being able to be slow to anger and be able to have the soft words to turn away wrath. I, I understand that so many different things are going on that we have to be able to, honestly, the prices of everything that's going up in gas, food, um, shortages of, you know, meals or what have you. But we're able to honestly sit there and pray more and also talk to God more. I, I understand that this is a time where a lot of families are going on vacation, but due to shortages and the gas prices and, you know, all these different elements are coming up. Fuel is is high. And even if you can't go to travel, spend some time with your children, your your spouse and fellowship, even if it's just for a couple of hours to talk to them and see where their mindset is and their heart is. And I think that would benefit you a whole lot more in order for you to be able to function as a family. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. It's about you being able to honestly put yourself out there and do what God says do. And also at the same time, listen. Listen and you don't always have to talk, but sometimes just listen to that person. Listen to your children. They they make a huge impact on you just as much as your husband or spouse, you know, does. So please, please always give a listening ear to your children and adhere to some things because God is starting to wake up a lot of different things in your life. Children mature, they grow up, but they understand and learn at a very rapid age now. So we need to give them that room. And your spouse, you need to give them their room. They have those moments where there are times they need to speak up. Please give it to them. 
and also be receptive, be mindful, but also make sure that it's in a positive and uplifting way that you talk to your spouses and making sure that they know you love them. And I know for a fact, certain things that in my lifetime, a lot of people didn't teach us how to be able to be um, marriage. And I didn't go through marriage counseling, but I wanted to let you know when you're married, it's the most sacred thing in the whole entire world. And we really want to be able to uphill those things. It has been an attack on the families. It has been the attack on children. It has been the attack on unborn to born. And even some of the elderly, I know for a fact that there has been reports of you know, elderly people getting hurt, whether it's finances to physical harm or mental harm. It has, they, you know, we don't discuss those type of things anymore to respect your elders, yes, but uplift them and, you know, hold them in high regard because that's where a lot of the wisdom we got from. And we were able to obtain some of the information, the data, um, just life experiences they've been through and that can shape us and mold us and make us in so many different ways. So as I was reflecting, this has all been going on with me throughout this whole entire week. And it started to rain here after so long of a drought. And I was thinking about how the rain, the latter rain was coming and you can hear it, you can smell it and it was coming and it was just so just momentous and everyone's been anticipating it. And when it did rain, I didn't have an umbrella, but you know what I had? I had God and my husband told me to stay in the car so that I wouldn't have to get wet. And I believe that's, you know, that's God being able to speak to him and having Jesus to cover us both and then having the Holy Spirit to also to interpret and to give us guidance on what we need to do. I don't know about anyone else, but when the rain comes, you get the best sleep, you get the best healing, you get the best you know, meditation and you have so many thoughts and so many previews and so many things God has downloaded into you. And I don't know about any one of you, but for me, the rain is so symbolic of just cleansing and also just helping the plants and the flowers and just different elements, even the birds um, to grow, to, to, to shake off some of the things that's been going on with the birds and what used to be on them now off. It's just the smell of the rain. It smells so good just to be able to, to be able to open up a window and have a breeze with the rain. Not a hot one, but just a cool, nice breeze. And then I was able to honestly sit there and um, reflect on just everything. I mean, throughout this whole entire year, it has been a whole lot of, you know, peace and chaos and uplifting and, you know, reverbed and just, oh my goodness, just so many different things going on. But I just wanted to kind of, you know, catch you up, let you know that, 
you know, this Afrocentric prophet has been very in tune with what God wanted me to do. But also, you know, I I lacked on some things and I can honestly sit there and tell you that I had to change my my way of focusing and my my approach and just so I mean, just so many different elements to it. So I'm human like you're human. And, you know, we make mistakes and I'm thankful and grateful for God's mercy and grace not to keep saying the same things or going back and doing the same things, but just knowing that once you, you know, you have already done those things and you ask God for forgiveness and he comes in and he heals you. So that's my whole entire week, excuse me, in just a few words. Now, let's jump into this. I wanted to let you know, because I know it's kind of like, uh, as a lot of people say, um, out of the elements, I would say, but it kept coming to me, the term coming out of pocket. Now, I know that's like out of pocket is like, you know, an, you know, like a um, like a urban or um like a black term, but coming out of pocket or out of pocket usually is something disrespectful, um, something that is, you know, about someone or someone that you have taken it as a value or someone that you hold precious and someone, you know, honestly sits there and they, they, they pretty much say something about someone you love or they do you pretty much betrayal or, you know, just wrong. And coming out of pocket for me, I was like, man, this is something that most times, you know, Christians and saints and ain'ts, you know, we honestly, sometimes people don't know what loyalty is. Some people don't know what friendship is anymore. And they don't know how to sustain and, and, even in the hard times, they would go and they would go chasing after someone else after they feel as though that person isn't going to be good to me. They're not going to be, you know, they're not going to have my best interest at heart. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. That's how sometimes we as human beings are to God. Let me tell you, what do you mean, Pastor? Do you understand that God comes in? And he treats us with love and kindness and compassion. And he goes out of his way for someone or something. His kindness, his his humbleness, his love towards us is never ending. But it's always one-sided. Oh, let me say this one more time for the people in the back. See, I understand we have a choice to make. But sometimes we don't make the right choices and then we leave God instead of going and staying with him. Oh, come on, pastor. What you talking about? It's the, you know, when God supplies you with your finances are being met, your food is abundant, your job is great in a great demand. So that means that you get financial freedom. Then your families are provided for. You have the shoes, the clothes, the meals. Everything is provided for you. And while he's doing that, 
He's able to sit there and make sure that you get to work on time. He clears your pathway if you are traveling to work. He makes sure that any traffic accidents are way before happens before you even get there. Oh, come on, come on, come on. I don't know about you. I thank you, Lord, for coming into the room. Do you understand the validity of who God is in your life? He he comes out of pocket just for you when you know that he knows that you're about to have a child. He knows that you're about to start having another career. He knows that you're going to about to have so many different elements coming up and he comes out of pocket. He, he comes out of pocket when you are at your lowest, he comes. He comes when you don't even know what's the end going to be or if you're in a car accident or you're about to go off a cliff and you say, Jesus, he comes and he lets the angels come and help you. Oh, that's, that's, oh, well, God isn't, you know, what are you talking about, pastor? But I'm telling you, we come out of pocket on God. We are so disrespectful. Do you understand that God gives you so many privileges, so many different things? And the enemy, he gives you those too. But we know that if he gives it to you, it's not everlasting. It's only temporary and it means death. Come on now, let me tell you something. See, when people make contracts with the enemy, don't you know something has to be able to be giving back to him? Nine times out of 10, it's a sacrifice, some human sacrifice, or they have sold their souls out to the devil. Have you understand that so many people go out of pocket and say, God, you did this and that when God didn't even do it. Oh, come on, pastor. What you talking about? All these people I hear blaming God about the school shootings and everything else, but you haven't sat there and did your homework. You haven't even came and saw the receipts. You haven't even sat there and said, you know what? Adam and Eve sinned in Genesis. Now this is the aftermath. This is all of everything that they've done. This is the result of all the things that Adam and Eve did. Oh, wait a minute. Hold up, Pastor. What are you talking about? See, the sin came in when we didn't want to trust God and we didn't want to depend on God, but yet and still, you still wanted God's benefit. But he, wait a minute, Pastor. You're, you've said this before, but it's the truth. You don't want to lean and depend on God. You don't want to have the faith the size of the must see. You want to have that instant microwave stuff. Don't you know that instant microwave stuff is not always good and healthy for you? And God is trying to give it to you portion by portion so that he can build you better than what you used to be. Oh, come on now. Let me say this one more time for the people in the back. See, y'all want to sit there and have that instant, that popping, okay, I'm going to get it right now kind of a thing. But God is sitting there and saying, you know what? Why won't you wait on me? Why, why won't you, while you're waiting on me, work? 
Why won't you sit there like Noah? Because that was what I had this week. Noah came to me and he was building and God was giving him the instruments and, and the measurements and, and the frequencies of, and also what the mass and the scales and everything else of how to build the ark. If he can do that for him and be that intricate in his life, what about us? Oh, come on now, Pastor. What you talking about? See, because God comes out of pocket for you, he gives you instructions. Now, are you listening? Are you sincerely sitting there and saying, you know what, God, what is my next move? I, I need to know because guess what? This person is asking me to do this or this person is suggesting this or this person is sitting here and saying this, but it doesn't seem like it's you. I, I need to hear you. I need to see you. I need to sit there and have communion with you. I need to feel your spirit. I need for you to dwell in me. I need for you to be able to come in and set up in my home and that's physical and mentally and spiritually. I need for you to be able to be a part of my family. I need you to be a part of my marriage. I need you to be in my career and where I'm going to work. I need you to be on this journey. Oh, come on now. See, some of y'all want to sit there and make decisions and, dis and suggestions without God. And then you sit there and you see when it goes wrong, you sit there and say, oh God, you came out of pocket on me. You are so disrespectful. And God is like, no, no, no. Let me, no, no, let's go back. No, no, let me, let me show you the receipts of how you went this way. And when I told you to go right, you went left. No, no, let's go back when, see, he brings you those things back to your remembrance of what you used to do. Oh, come on now. See, what you used to do. You used to sit up there and pray for just five minutes and thinking that God, that's okay. You know what? That's my relationship with God. That's how I'm going to be able to handle it. No, God is not a five minute God. Come on now, Pastor. Say that for the people in the back. This relationship you have with God should be steady, should be all flowing. It should be. Where he don't have to come out of pocket. Why won't you come on and come out of pocket and know that God is still good? Why won't you go ahead and come out of pocket? There's a different that's a definition of finances. You know what you have already in your, your pocketbook or on you, on your person, or in your pocket. You already know you have already cash on hand. And instead of you sitting there getting a credit card, you can sit there and say, you know what? God has supplied me with all my needs. According to his riches and glory, he's already given me that amount. I need to go ahead and give it back to him. I, I need to go ahead and give him his time back. Come on now. I don't know who I'm talking to. I need to go ahead and give him his, 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 his praise back to him. I need to go ahead and give him back everything that he has given me and then some. I need to go ahead and say, you know what? Before I even start praying for anything or asking for anything to tell him, I thank you so much for blessing me today. God, I thank you so much for being able to wake me up this morning when so many other people haven't woken up. I thank you, God, for being able to be a just God and a, and a good God. I thank you so much for being the Alpha and Omega. And when you, I know when you see me in my mother's womb, you would come and play with me and talk to me and let me know who you are. Oh, 
Come on. I, I don't know about nobody else. But when you coming out of pocket, y'all sitting up here being so disrespectful. You want to sit up here and blame God and blame God and sit up here and say, that was what he did. Oh, but you don't sit there and say, you know what? Let me go ahead and tell you what I did. Oh, wait a minute. Hold up. You want that one-sided story. When God was sitting there, honestly, he's been all, he's been a perfect gentleman all along. Oh, what you mean, pastor? Everything that God has, the cattle's on a thousand hills belongs to him and he gives it to you. He gives you your children. He gives you your husband. He gives you the house. He gives you the car. He gives you the finances to be able to sustain all of this. And he still blesses you like Job. He still anoints you like he's supposed to anoint you. But you want to sit up there and be disrespectful out of pocket towards God. God ain't going to be into that. God is sitting there and telling you. Why is it that every time that I bless you, you want to curse me? Oh, come on now for the people in the back. The Israelite kings would sit there and they would start off with God. But then at the same time thing is when they see something shiny or they see something that looks good or they see something else that's better or think it's better. They will run after that and leave God alone. Oh, come on now. Y'all be coming out of pocket. And I, I'm tired of it. I am so fed up with how you sit there and you talk bad about God. Oh, you think it's okay for you to sit there and say, you know what? God hasn't done anything for me lately. Oh, what was your, ooh, have you lost your dang old mind? Have you sat there and really seen what God has done for you today? Do you understand that when you woke up this morning, he put breath in your body. When you open up your eyes, that's a blessing. When he was able to have the faculties of your limbs to be able to move and have their beings involuntary and voluntary. Do you understand that when you are able to place a thought in your brain and it goes down to your heart and then you can be able to move anytime that you need to, to sustain and balance yourself, that's a blessing. So when you sit up there and you come out of pocket and you sit there and you say, wait a minute, God hasn't been good at all. Oh, something's wrong with you. You have lost it. And in the United States, you have lost it. Do you understand that God sustains us, upheld us, upholds us, gives us the grace and mercy that we have today over this nation? We should sit there and praise him for all he has done and yet to do. And I don't know about anybody else, but you know what? To Shabbat God, that means to be able to talk to him. Give him the fullness of my divided attention. See, sometimes we need to cut off the TV, push the plate away, sit there and say, you know what, God, I need to spend some time with you. Let me schedule some time. And when the enemy comes in, let him know, no, not today, Satan, not today. This is God's time. So you can go ahead and do whatever you want to do, but this is, this is God. And he is more important than anything that I have on this earth. Let me say that one more time. I don't know about y'all, but the relationship you have with God, that's the most important one. And I understand you have a husband, you have a wife. 
That is important. But I'm telling you, he's a center of everything I do and I say and I'm being. You need to understand as human beings, we are the connection spiritually connected to God. He's the one that shaped us, fold us, made us and broke us and still came in and made us over. Do you understand? We have his DNA. So that's why nobody can touch you. That's why the enemy is mad because you took his place. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. See, Lucifer was the archangel. He was made of so many instruments. Beautiful. But vanity and trying to be able and pride come over and swept over him. Well, I can do it like God. Well, who, Lord Jesus, I can be able to be like God. And I'm like, I'm sorry, there is only one true God. You, you need to understand, get this through your head. If you have not been thanking God, you need to be thanking God now. You need to be giving him the praise, the honor, and the glory that he is due. You should be leading your children into God's holy, anointed way. Let me say this one more time. The way that you lead your children speaks volumes. And don't trip them up because of what you used to do, your past, or you see the anointing on them, but you haven't even went and tapped in it for God, for you and God to talk about it. But you want to sit here and suffocate the child. Let me say this one more time for the people in the back. You want to put so much mess on your child that you don't want them to grow, to nourish, to fulfill in God. You don't even want to point them out what God is doing and having to do in their lives. You don't want to instruct them, guide them, teach them, you know, respectfully, yes. But at the same exact time, go in and talk to them. You never know because through you, God is able to set the principles right for the next generation. Oh, y'all don't hear me though. Y'all don't hear me because so many times, and I'm talking about mothers and fathers, not just mother, no, father also. It's, it's not enough that we have women. It's not just that. It's the, it's the fathers too. It's the males too. Especially because you have another male in the house, a little boy. That little boy is looking up to the father. And the mothers, you mostly, you have your daughters. They're looking up to you to set the standard. And don't grieve them. Don't provoke them to be mad and angry at you later on in life. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. See, so many things we can put on our children and you don't even know the circumstances, the pushing point, the breaking point you have with your children. I don't know. who This ain't even in my notes. But I'm telling you, when you set those standards for your children and let them know you love them, you thank God for them, it speaks volumes. Because they will know that my parents love me no matter what. And they would know godly principles because you set it into them. 
So even if they wanted to go out, they won't go out because into the world as much as they would because they've already set up in God. Pray with your children. Pray in front of your children. Let them know how to pray and let them know, speak from the heart. God hears them. And also at the same time, don't put them down. They're learning like you're learning. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. This is a learning experience. This is a learning experience. And you want the next generation not to come out of pocket, not to be disrespectful towards God, not to sit there and know that these blessings they have, the foundation they have, it is not to be swindled out in the world. Do you understand by the time that they get into the world, they and they don't have a firm foundation? I don't care how long they've been in church. Let me say this one more time. I know this for a fact because I had to go through it. You don't sit there and you let your children go out into the colleges, universities, what have you, and into these elementary, middle school, high schools, and not know God, not know that they're able to speak life, they're able to sit there and they able to interpret and tell you what's going on. And then at the same time, let them be able to command the things that are around them. Life and death is in the tongue, but also let them know, let me be able, God, to speak what you want us to speak. And also bind them up. Whatever you bind on earth, it will be bound in heaven. And whatever you loose on earth will be loose in heaven. Uh, this is, I'm just telling you, because I feel as though there is a disconnect especially for the teenagers. A lot of parents don't want to deal with their teenagers because that's the hormonal time. That's the time that they want to spend with their friends. That's the, no, that's the most critical time. And that's the most realistic time where you need to sit down with your children and tell them, let them know who, even it's from the babe to right to the teenage years, still let them know who God is. Yes, they may want to get out there in that world, but then they're going to realize I need God more than ever when my parents are not around. Now, let's get back to this. I don't know who this is for, but God keeps telling me, stop coming out of pocket, being disrespectful to God. When you always some, you always calling God for help. And at the same time, you sit here and you tell God, you know what? I don't want to be around you anymore. I don't, I don't even want to, you know, I don't even want to know you. What kind of mess is that? God knows you by name. He knows how many hairs are top of your head. He, he knows so many things about you. I, he formed you in your mother's womb. That's in Jeremiah. Stop coming out of pocket. Stop being disrespectful. Stop sitting here and saying that God can't use you. Oh, I'm going to say this one more time for the people in the back. See, some of y'all want to get into your head. Oh, well, God can't use me. I'm all tattooed up. I'm all, you know, out here and all this other stuff. Don't you know if God can use a donkey to talk to one of his people? 
then who are you? If God can cause a raging storm for Jonah to get into the sea and get swallowed up by a whale, who are you? If he can take a harlot such as Rahab and let her be the one to let the people come in of Israel after the walls of Jericho fell, who are you? No, now marinating that, honestly, think about that. Because you are sitting here and you are pretty much saying you are on a treacherous journey. Oh, let me say this one more time for the people in the back. See, some of us want to believe God, but yet and still you want to go to a sleuthsayer. You want to go to a, a, a witch or, or a warlock. You want to go to someone to tell you your fortune, whereas God has already told you, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No other one except through me. That's in the word. You want to go back to... Uh, familiar spirit or you want to go back to what your ancestors used to do do you understand that your ancestors got it wrong oh i'm gonna say it like i mean it you want to sit here and be in a cult or a sorority or something secretive and you're still trying to go to church but your mind and your heart is not in it don't you know that's not of God? Oh, that's another form of coming out of pocket. That's so disrespectful because you're sitting here and you're being able to worship all these idols, all these different gods or small G now, not the main God, not the big God. Okay. As Marcus Rogers says, okay. Capital G on that one. And what God what God are you saying, Pastor? I'm talking about the, the, the God of Israel. I'm talking about the one that made the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, Elohim, Rapha, El Shaddai, that has the Messiah, the Emmanuel, the, the only son, the one that gave us our Holy Spirit or Holy Ghost. I'm talking about that one. I don't know about any other God. Because there is no other God besides him. And there shouldn't be another God. But since y'all coming out of pocket, let me show you some things. And it says in Psalm 77, I cried unto God with my voice, even unto God with my voice. And he gave ear unto me. What did I just tell you? Every time that you cry to God. He's coming. He's coming to see about you. And I'm talking about the saints now. Because if you're not of God, he's not listening to you. He He's not nigh to you if you do not call upon him with an earnest, earnest, genuine asking of forgiveness. Wait, 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 what do you mean, pastor? Look, You've been out there so long in the world, you starting to stink. Oh, wait a minute, Pastor. What are you talking about? The folk of you sitting there and doing whatever you wanted to do, whether it's adultery, whether it's gossip, whether it's fornication, whatever, homosexuality, I'm going to say it. 
anything that you know that is not of God and you've been doing it. And then you sit there and you call on God. And you don't, you're not earnest with your prayer. You're not sitting there seeking his face. You're not sitting there saying, Lord, please forgive me. Take me out of what I'm into, witchcraft, sorcery, whatever you have been into. But you're not earnest about what's going on. Don't you know God is not listening? It is time out for you to be playing church. It is time out for you to be playing like you love God and you want to be in God, but yet and still you still have your foot into the world and still trying to patty cake with the enemy. Oh, let me say this one more time for the people in the back. It is high time for you to stop sitting up here and getting out of pocket or coming out of pocket because you want to sit here and be of the world, but then you want to come in here and have the benefits of God. Oh, no, you are not. No, you're not. Absolutely not. You are in a time right now where God is sitting there and he is about to. And sometimes he already has. For some of us, he has already turned us over to what we want and lust over. And then at the same time, he is sitting there and he is searing some people's conscience. What is that? That's in the Bible. What do you mean, Pastor? That means that he is sitting there and saying, you know what? Since you don't want me, I'm just going to let you do whatever you want to do. And there is no consequences that you see to it. You don't see any right or wrong. Do you understand that people now are calling good evil and evil good? Do you understand that there is so much injustice, so much lawlessness? Police cannot be able to do their jobs. And then you see murderers getting off because some of these politicians and some of these people that are in the judiciary system are not doing what God says do. They're giving them a hard pass and then something else is coming on or, or someone else is getting killed and then it's a predicament and then it's chaos. Oh, come on now. But you want to sit here and rationalize your life. Oh, let me say this one more time for the people in the back. You want to sit here and contemplate and sit there and say, you know what? I can still go out to the club. I can still go ahead and drink and I can still go ahead and smoke. And, and I can still go see this person. I, and I can still go be able to do this or that. And I can still stay in the TV. And I can still go ahead and, you know, go ahead and mess around with my husband or my wife. Or I can still sit up there and beat my children and, and not discipline them in God's way. I can still sit up here and gossip and it's okay. Or I, I can still sit up here and have hatred in my heart. Or, or I can still do this or that. It's okay. I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm okay. Absolutely not. Do you understand what time we're living in? Or let me go ahead and show you the receipts. Do you see so much chaos, so much mayhem? You see so many people. The crime rate has escalated, skyrocketed. Do you see so many people are into their perversions and so much lacking into who God is and so much human empathy? So many people will empathize for an animal instead of a human life. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back because y'all don't understand the time we're living in. 
You 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 see the empathy going towards an animal. You have so many strollers and so much this and that. And do you understand? I have a dog too. I have a me and I love her very much, but I'm not gonna push her in a stroller. I love her that much that she can walk, or I will hold her. But you know what? They're treating them like they're their babies and, you know, having this and all this other stuff. Do you understand that they don't even treat their children the same way? They have more love for the animal than they do their own human children. Let me say that one more time. So many expenses towards an animal, but don't even make sure your children are fed, are comforted, are loved, understood talk to, nourished, helping them with their homework, helping them to grow and become a mature adult, helping them to understand what kind of hurdles are they're going through, and then trying to be able to understand it with them. I don't know who, see, no. What What do you mean past, I'm still coming, you still coming out of pocket. You you still just wanna, it's just you. No, it's not. not. Not when you have children, it's not just you. It's just not you. You have someone else depending on you. And you still got to give an account to how you treated those children. You want the honor and the privilege of a mother and a father, but yet it's still the scripture underneath it because it is in the word. Do not provoke your children to wrath, but some of y'all are doing that. You're hurting your children. You become so scorned, so bitter, so hurt. And then you take the money from them, the finances, their their whole entire time of trying to help you build yourself up. And then you say, oh, you owe me. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. I'm going to say it like this. If you don't want to live the way that God wants you to do, you get out here, you live whatever kind of way and your children are in that mess, don't you know God will hold you accountable for that? Everything that you hear, you taste, you smell, everything that you expose these children to, God's going to get you for that. Now, I don't know who I'm talking to, but understand, those children don't need to be seeing a whole lot of violence. They don't need to be hearing a whole lot of profanity. They don't even need to be hearing, seeing adult content. They don't need to be going to a movie that's promoting things that it should not be of God. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. See, that's the thing is that you love your children enough that you don't want to expose them to all of that. They are children. Let them be innocent. Let them be playing. Let them make believe. Let them have their time. But at the same exact time, let them be guided in God's truth. And I don't know who this is for, but I'm going to say it like this. My daughter saw me. She thought she was a boy for maybe two seconds. And my husband honestly told her, you can't do makeup. You can't have a pony. You can't not be able to dress up. You can't be able to do this or that. And you have to be able to do that or that as a boy. She thought about it. And then she said, you know what, daddy? I don't want to be a boy anymore. I'm a girl. 
because I like girly things. And I want to be able to get my pocketbooks. And I want to be able to walk around and have a good time and enjoy my life. I'm going to say it like this. If you have a boy, you have a boy. If you have a girl, you have a girl. And don't mix them up. Don't give them any type of miscommunications or misunderstandings. Now, I'm going to say it like this. Don't promote evil towards your children, towards the next generation. Your mercy and guidance as a parent through God speaks volumes. Don't sit there and be judgmental when they make a mistake because you made a lot of them. Oh, let me say this one more time for the people in the back. Don't be judgmental towards your children. Be understanding because you had to make some of the same mistakes. And also at the same time, let them know through your word, through God's word, that the guidance and the acceptance of who we are is through him. Everybody is unique. God loves no matter. He doesn't matter the skin tone. He loves everyone. But also he is a jealous God. I'm going to say this one more time for the people in the back. He is so jealous. He does not want you to have anybody else but him. If anybody focuses their attention on their children more, their husband more, their car more, their house more, all of that, and not God, something's wrong. Because he's the first one that should be the encounter you have in your lifetime. Let me say that one more time. I'm going to in the back. Stop sitting up here and praising other people, other things, other materials, your job performance, all that stuff before God. Oh, y'all, y'all ain't, y'all. Ooh, come on now. See, we do it. We we think that God is, you know, something. No, mm-mm, nah, no. I see, I had to learn. God is my ultimate, ultimate ultimate spiritual God that gives me everything I need and also disciplines me and also at the same time promotes me, appoints me, rebukes me, heals me, proves me, surgery on me, and then comes back and still loves me. Oh, y'all don't get it. Pastor, what you what, what are you talking about? God, Elohim, El Shaddai. Hmm. He's the one. He's the only one that's got me functioning. That has me at my beck and call to go and see him every day. I, I don't know how to function without him because he's like my my tea with my honey. Hmm. And for some, it's that coffee with that cream or that milk or leche. Hmm. Or he is the one that I cannot be able to honestly live without. He's not. He's, he's, he, I'm going to say it's like I cannot live without God. He is the element I need. And for the people in the back, since you said, wait a minute, she said not. No, I mean, he's the only essential thing I need. 
I have so much in my purse. But if I don't have God, I have nothing. If I have all the money in the bank and I'm like all these celebrities and I got this big old huge house, I, I can purchase all this other stuff, but I'm empty inside. He is my everything. My all and all. Well, you say, no, no, no. He is my everything. I cannot live without him. I cannot live and move and have my being without him. So stop. Stop assuming that he's not the center of my joy. Oh, my God. Stop assuming that I don't have a relationship with him. Oh, come on now. Stop assuming that he's not my best friend and that everything that I have is because of him. All pastor. Spiritually, my best friend is him. Naturally, my best friend is my, my poppy. Let me say that one more time. Spiritually, he has been there from the beginning. And he has been able to take me places that no one else can take me. He has set me in places that I didn't even think I would be. Naturally, he has given me someone that loves me for who I am, faults and all. And naturally, he's been able to pair me with someone that thinks the highest of me when I'm down low. Oh, come on now. Spiritually. He's my father, my, my Abba father. And if I go and I run to him, he comes and he comes and he just wraps me around and he loves me. And when someone does me wrong, he is the first one I tell because I know it hurts and he sees the tears I cry. Naturally, he has my husband to come and wrap his arms around me and says, it's going to be okay. Y'all, I don't, and, and I don't, I don't feel like, when I don't feel right, when I don't feel like I can keep going on, don't you know he comes in and he says, just keep going because I love you that much. I know how hard it can be, but you know what? The race is not given to the swift nor to the strong, but to the one that endures to the end. And then he has my, my natural best friend to come by and say, you know what? You've been through harder than this. Keep going and get up and wipe your face. Are you done yet? Are you done yet? And then spiritually, God comes and slaps me like broad daylight and says, pimp slaps me and says, you know what? Look, it's time. You got to get up. I've given you enough time to soak. Now it's time to get up. And then when I don't feel like getting up, naturally, he still has my best friend to come by and say, you know what? Wait a minute. Um, you, you had your moment. It, it, it's time for you to get up. Oh, y'all. Y'all don't hear me, though. Y'all, y'all don't. Y'all don't. I don't know about y'all. Y'all don't have that kind of hmm, moment, huh? Y'all, y'all don't have that, huh? Okay. It's just me, huh? No, oh, okay. And let's go to. Isaiah 19. And I was looking at this because of how the Egyptians did the Israelites. And I, I love how God comes in and he captures how he honestly thought about them. Look it up. I'm going to read a couple of verses of it, but you have to go into Isaiah for yourself. 
Please study thyself, approve unto God. Workmen need not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. That's in the word now. That's in Timothy, by the way. But it says that the first verse, the burden of Egypt, behold, the Lord rideth upon a swift cloud, swift cloud, and shall come into Egypt, and the idols of Egypt shall be moved at his presence, and the heart of Egypt shall melt in the midst of it. Verse 2, and I will set the Egyptians against Egyptians, and they shall fight Every one against his brother and every one against his neighbor. City against city and kingdom against kingdom. And the spirit of Egypt shall fail in the midst thereof. And I will destroy the counsel thereof. And they shall seek to the idols and to the chambers and to them that have familiar spirits. Come on now. And to the wizards. Ooh. Verse four, and the Egyptians will I give over into the hand of a cruel Lord. A fierce king shall rule over them. Saith the Lord, the Lord of hope. Y'all, y'all, when y'all start acting like that, mm -mm. Lord have mercy is all I can say. And I'm praying for you because now it is time to choose who you want to serve. That's in Joshua. Whether it be God or man. But for me and my house, we shall serve the Lord. And oh, by the way, it still says in the word that God is going to bless those that bless him. But also at the same time, the next, next chapter, it says, I'm going to curse you when you curse me. And it goes down into the root. It goes down into your children, your finances, your cattle, which is everything you have, the assets you have, the home you have, the car you have, everything you have, God will curse because you didn't want to put him first. You want to come out of pocket on God. Y'all, 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 y'all don't hear me though. It becomes a dangerous element when you're sitting here and not doing what God says do. Not believing him. Not just sitting up in church and saying, okay, I did this for religious isms or you're used to this. No, he becomes a part of your life. It's not just like brushing your teeth every morning, but it's like, how can you be able to live without him? You can't. You can't even go to a grocery store without God anymore. Do you understand? These are earthquakes and direst places. And Afghanistan, there was 1,000 people. 1,000 people lost. That's chaos. And I know for a fact, you can't live without him. I know too much about him. Y'all, y'all, y'all don't know. Uh, mm -mm, mm -mm. And God said he's going to come swiftly. A swift cloud. He coming riding on a swift cloud. That's from 19 on the first Hebrew. The burden of Egypt. Behold, the Lord rides upon a swift cloud and shall come into Egypt. Doesn't it sound like a little bit of United States? Don't you think that God has been coming in and, and giving judgment because of the things that we were doing? Because of how we were living and how we were sitting up there and thinking we were going to benefit? 
When you took him out of the schools, you took him out of the government, you took him out of everything that you know, and you replaced it with all this knotness stuff, and you think it's okay, it's all right to be able to do this thing? No, God said, no, since you want to sit here and celebrate your God, let me, let me go ahead and come in and show you up right now. Let me go ahead and come on up and show up right now. And let me be able to make myself clear. I am the only God, the one true God. There is no other besides me. Y'all have lost your mind. You have bumped your head. As the army said, you have been sitting there seriously smoking something. Pastor, you can't. Yes, I can say that. Because, uh, evidently you don't understand the gravity, the, the validity. You don't understand who God is. You're sitting up here playing Russian roulette with your life and you think God is going to gonna accept me. He gonna... No, if you're doing what, all this other stuff out here in the world and then you think that God is going to reward you and you sitting here and seeking not him, but the world and Satan and all of the elements of the world, they get benefits too, but that's death. When you get benefits from God, that's life and life more abundantly. And stop sitting up here all the time thinking it's going to be materialistic. Don't you know God gives you spiritual things like discernment, like wisdom of Solomon? Like having to be able to meditate on his words day and night. Like being able to know that you know by faith that God is still on the throne and he can be able to come in and come through when you least expect it. Oh my goodness. Like changing your mindset. Coming in and cleaning you up from the inside out. Like being able to get people off of resuscitations and giving them the breath of life. Like having people to come off of cancer. Like being able to sit there and someone is drowning and magnificently and marvelously being able to be saved. Or having someone that you may have had your, you're on the side of the road and you needed a tire and someone comes up and gives you the tire and it's the size you needed and you didn't even, you didn't even ask for help, but you honestly sat there and said, you know what, God, I need you. That's what the scripture is talking about. Y'all in Psalm 77 and now in Isaiah 19, he is sitting there and telling the Egyptians. See, since y'all have sat there and put your mouth and your name and did all of these things to my people. Now I'm coming. Now I'm coming. Y'all, y'all. Oh, Lord, help me, Jesus. You, you, you don't understand the validity, the times we're living in. You don't understand how... Parents are sitting here and crushing the very idea of their children through greed, through money, through, 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 through so many different things. Y'all don't understand war. You don't understand famine. You don't understand that some people are having to sacrifice their time with their children because they don't have enough money. 
Some parents are going without food and some families have to go down to two meals a day instead of three. This is the reality that we're living in. I wanted to let you know the reason why we're going through this is because of disobedience. Because we wanted to choose the world and then think that God was going to stay with us also. I'm going to say this also. Let me clarify that too. Because we as a nation or the majority or what have you not wanted to focus on one candidate they thought that would pretty much do what needs to be done for the nation, for the country, did not do that. Now we have to sit here and see the aftermath of that. It's a sad situation, but we have to be able to still turn our faces towards God. Because in Jeremiah 3 and 14, it says, turn, O backsliding children, saith the Lord. Let me say it one more time for the people in the back. Turn, O backsliding children, saith the Lord, for I am married unto you, and I will take you one of a city and two of a family, and I will bring you to Zion. Okay. Pastor, what do you mean backsliding? That means that you used to be, you used to be of God, you used to walk with God, used to talk with him, do everything with him. You used to be able to sit there and commune with God. Doesn't matter what time it was, didn't care how long it would have took, you didn't care. As long as you were around God. Now, now you already went back and tiptoed back into, not even tiptoed, you just ran back into the world. That's called backsliding. You knew God knew his benefits, you knew what God was about, who he was, all those elements, you talk with him, you, you, you consulted with him before anything else, but then you ran back into someone else's arms, the side chick, let's just say it like that. Man, past truth. You ran back to the one you thought that was gonna give you so much fun, so much understanding, all of this and you know the fame the fortune the the money and you 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 got all of this prestige and the big house and the children and the wife and and the cars and all of these different material things but wait a minute wait a minute you came out of pocket and now god is trying to tell you in jeremiah 3 and 14 come back Turn, you know, turn means to have a different direction and to do a 180. That means to change your position to go a different way. Change not just the body, but the mindset. And in psychology, that means the fortitude to understanding and comprehension of what is going on in the now in order for you to be able to go towards your future. See, so many people want to sit here and change their body, but they don't want to change the mindset, the heart posture. Oh, we, we had that before the posture. You want to be able to change both of them because guess what? Your heart can be wicked, which can corrupt your thoughts. 
which can corrupt everything about you. All oh, pastor, you just, no, 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 no. It's proven. It has been scientifically proven that if your heart is not right, then your brain can't function right. What do you mean, pastor? Do you understand when you come out of pocket, you so disrespectful like the Israelite kings were to God? Those things have consequences to their actions. Those mindsets, methods, I have seen so much through Bible in a year with Mike Smith, Father Mike Smith. No, I'm not Catholic. But when he sits there and he tells me that, you know, because of their disobedience, these kings have suffered so much in their lifetime. They have uh, foot fungus uh, to getting killed to honestly just, I mean, it's been torture. It is horrific how they die. What do you mean, Pastor Foot Fungus? No, God has it where your element of health goes down, deteriorates so bad it's almost time to die. Because of your disobedience. Because you're running after something else that isn't of God. Man, pastor. I'm just telling you the true facts. See, I had to be able to tell that also when I was doing my last class. I have to give you all of the evidence. In order for you to make a conscious decision. If I don't give you all of the elements all of the information, the data towards that consequence, I can be held accountable for everything that I'm telling you. And in that, whether it's psychology or in as a prophet, pastor, or minister, a preacher, apostle, deacon, deaconess, whoever, if I'm not telling you the right things, then I'm held accountable for that. And you need to understand God is knocking every day to let him into your life. Pastor, is it that simple? Yes, it is. Turn to Romans 10, 9 and 10. And it honestly says, with confession, the mouth is made and to salvation. But also it's to make you understand and know, ask for forgiveness. For your sins. I'm talking about earnest forgiveness. Genuine repentance towards God. And telling him that you're sorry. For all that you've done in your lifetime. That you want to start over. That you want to be with him. And have him to dwell in you. And also have the Holy Spirit to come in. Have Jesus to be accepted as your Lord and Savior. And he can cover you. He's your advocate. He's the one that when you go before God, he is there covering you with his blood and his grace and his mercy. Man, pastor, you went a different way this time. Yes, I'm going the way that God wants me to go. Coming out of pocket, being disrespectful to God. It's enough is enough. We need to do better. We need to start realizing how precious God is to us. Because when you know he sounds that trumpet and 
the dead in Christ rise first. And then the ones that we, we, and it's in the word, look it up. And we become changed from incorruptible to, from, from corruptible to incorruptible to immortal to immortality. And we be caught up with him. You don't want to be down here when God's spirit, God's Holy Spirit, God's anointing, when his people and Holy Spirit are gone, you don't want to be down here. Do you understand? He is the only way in truth. Don't let the enemy trip you up in saying that, you know, all these different things of, you know, hell is not real. Yes, it is. It's in the word. Oh, I'm just going to party down here. No, you're not. That's where people don't get to feel his spirit. Don't get to breathe. Don't, don't get to see their loved ones. Don't get to be able to be around God's glory and mercy and grace. Don't get to say goodbye to their family members. I don't know who I'm talking to. Well, Pastor, I'm too far gone. No, you're not. No one is too far gone for God. Come back. Come back. And I'm going to say it like this also to the professors and um, people that have high education, atheists, and all these people that rationalize and sit there and say there is no God. How dare you? How, how dare you? Because you sit there and you take God out of all the textbooks, all of what he's done. But we see his glory every time when we wake up and even before we go to bed at night. The constellations, the moon, the, the stars, the, the different galaxies, the, the black holes, the, the different things that God creates. That's his handiwork. And you can't sit there and take it away from the artist when he's already had his name already written on it. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. Stop taking God's handiwork from someone else, from him and giving it to someone else. Stop taking his glory and giving it to someone else. Stop sitting here and saying and, and debating and, 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 and saying it's a mysticism and it's this or that. No, give it to God because God, that's his just due. Stop sitting here. I don't know who this is for. Stop sitting here and saying that God does not exist. Yes, he does. And he's coming. And he's already putting so many different warnings out of who he is and how he is. And through all of his creations, he is still the almighty. So how dare you come out of pocket? Psychology, the field of psychology was birthed through having discussions of the Bible, having discussions of who God is. And then man sits there and twists it and turns it into his own shape and form because he thinks he's God. Little G. Instead of sitting there and giving all the just due and glory to God, the creator, they want to take it. Don't do that. Never do that. Give God all his honor and his glory is due. Because he's the only one, the only wise God. 
That's it. There is no one else. I have, I have through the whole entire time, I've seen so many religions, so much this and that, and he's the only one, the only one that when I call him, he comes running. He's the only one that I'm not sitting here and fastening something off of him. That means out of a tree, out of metal or what have you. He's the only one. That can talk back to me. He's the only one. That I know. Has everything in control. And controls everything on this earth. And out into the heavens. He is the only one. So don't sit here. And tell me anything otherwise. I don't care how many degrees I get. God is still the wise God. He is the only one. That's giving me this wisdom. Oh, past you, you, you sitting up here and tell, no, I work because I know God has to take me places. If I put in the work and I trust and I depend on God, he puts you in places in order to get his glory. It ain't me. It's never been me. It's God and God alone. Now, if you love this podcast, you love hearing from me and also being able to hear from my children, give us a five-star rating. Please like and share. Also, make sure that you come in on some of our platforms like Podbean, Spotify, also Edify, also YouTube, but also at the same time, we're on other major platforms. So please like and share, give us a five-star rating. Also, please leave comments, questions, if you have any, any topics that you think that are things that we need to be able to discuss and know, please do that. But it's been my pleasure being here and being your person that sits there and shares what I know. It's my opinion. It's my perspective. But most importantly, It's what God wants us to know. We're living in the last and evil days. It's not going to get any better. But you know what? Got one more round. Got one more. Revival is coming. Please understand and know. Church of the living God. Time to rise up and say what you need to say. And do it in God's timing. Thus says the Lord. We shall be able to. Speak the word of God in the last and evil days. Some will dream dreams. Some will have visions. Some will be able to speak a renowned of old. But most importantly, paraphrasing, we need to live the way that God needs for us to live. It's almost time for us to go home. And for the ones that do not know God, get to know God. Pick up a Bible. Start talking to him. Have an earnest prayer life. Have have an earnest time. And you say, God, show me who you are, who you really are in my life. Good, bad, ugly. Show me. Show me. Have an earnest prayer. Say, God, please forgive me of my sins. 
Anything that I have in my closet, anything that is secret, that has been hidden, anything that I've been doing that is not of you, please take it out of me. You have to work on yourself every day. Saints, you got to work on yourself. People that don't know who God is, they're reading you every day. They're, they're trying to be able to understand that this is who God is. Know for yourself who God is. Every time someone comes, they, especially if they're not saved, they're not going to always pick up the Bible, but they're going to read you. They want to know who's authentic, who is genuine, who is real. Show them that. Let them know we have imperfections too. We have problems too. We're still dealing with some of the stuff we used to have to deal with. And we still are saved. But we're making sure we're cutting some things off. We're asking God for surgery, spiritual surgery, natural surgery too. Cutting people off, cutting cutting situations, places you used to go, people you used to talk to, different elements in your life that isn't of God, cutting them off. I don't know who I'm talking to, but I'm telling you, some people have been so disrespectful coming out of pocket on God. Stop. Just stop. God is giving you warning after warning. Start doing what God says do. Stop listening to man. Man will get you in trouble a whole lot. But God, just like he did with Israel after 40 years in the desert, he brings you out of it and he sets you where you can prosper and grow. Amen.